Hey, this is Taylor Strickland. I'm one of the pastors here at Second Baptist Church West Campus, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message teaches you, inspires you, and strengthens your faith. To learn more about our Second Students ministry, check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Just search Second Students West. Enjoy the message. Today's two words that you need to leave with is God knows. God knows the bad, God knows the good, God knows your secrets. And I should have known I was never going to get away with those pictures, right? I should have just dressed how my mom wanted me to dress. I should have just taken the pictures she wanted to take. But no, I, I wanted to take some for myself like I was ever going to keep these. I wanted to try to keep it a secret. And I should have realized my mom was going to know. It was just like, it was like a, a hand in the cookie jar moment. I would never gotten away with stealing cookies before. I don't know why I thought I was going to get away with this. In, in Genesis chapter 4, that's where we're going to be today. In Genesis chapter 4. All right, we're going to read this scripture really quick. It's a very familiar scripture, and then we're going to walk through a couple steps, okay? Because I want you to jump into small groups, and I want you to be able to talk about this. So Genesis chapter 4, starting in verse 2. Yeah. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept the flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord, and Abel also brought an offering, fat portions, from some of the firstborn of his flock. So early on in creation, right, God creates everything, and then God creates Adam and Eve, and Adam and Eve have two sons that we know of first, then they have a third, right? But the two sons are Cain and Abel. And then the story picks up into Cain and Abel, and the story begins to talk about their hearts and their obedience. And we see that God has come to them and told them, hey, you need to make a sacrifice. You, there's, it's part of the custom to make a sacrifice to God. And Cain worked the land, right? And Abel worked the flock, which is, the, it was sheep, right? It was sheep. It might have been cows. I don't know what else they had in there, okay? Uh, but we know flock necessarily refers to sheep, and people in that area were shepherds. So let's say sheep. So Cain brings some of the portions from the ground, and Abel brings the fat portions from the, the flock, and the difference there is that Cain just went out in the garden and just picked some stuff and then brought it. But Abel went to the flock and said, you are the best. You come with me, you're going to be gods. You come with me, you're going to be gods. And so you see a drastic difference in what they gave to God, right? They, they need to give an offering. They need to give something to God. Cain gives eh, whatever I can grab. Abel gives the best and the most prized, the fat portions. Let's keep reading. The fat portions from some of the first one of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, verse 5, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was angry and his face was downcast. So Cain brought some. He didn't give the best. He brought some. And because Abel brought the best, God looked better on Abel than he did on Cain. He was happier with Abel than he was with Cain. And Cain got upset. So, so let, let me be a little more practical. Cain didn't give his best. And then he didn't get the best response. And so he was angry, right? That's like you not studying for an exam walking in and failing it, and your teacher giving you an F, and then you getting mad at your teacher because she didn't give you at least a C, right? You're like, you don't deserve it, right? <laughs> in this moment, Cain doesn't deserve God to be happy with him. Cain deserves God to be disappointed because Cain's heart wasn't in the right place when it came to what God deserved. When it came to giving God what he deserved, 
When it came to spending the time that he needed to spend with God, Cain didn't give God his heart. Cain gave God what he decided God deserved. What he decided God needed. Let's keep reading. Because the Lord doesn't play, right? Cain gets angry. The Lord knows what we're thinking. Remember, God knows, okay? Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do, what, if, if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. So he says, Cain, when you choose to do something wrong, what are you expecting? When you do something wrong, why do you, how can you expect the response to not be, hey, you've done something wrong? If you do it right, then I'm going to say you did it right. But if you do it wrong, I'm going to tell you you've done it wrong. Right? That's, that's, that's black and white. That's plain and simple. We can't expect a different response from God. If we do something wrong, God, his word tells us that we've done it wrong. If we do something right, his word tells us and guides us to, hey, that is right. And you can't expect something different. God is God. God does not live within your moral code, and God does not necessarily care about your earthly satisfaction. Now, he wants you to be happy, and he wants you to have joy, right? But he, he cares about how your heart looks towards him. And your heart towards him should be, I want to give God the very best. And so it's unfair for Cain to not give God the best and then be angry at God because God said, hey, you didn't give me the best. I'm not happy with you right now. That's unfair. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? Right, that famous line, you've probably used it before. Probably, you might not even know, have known where it came from. It came from right here. The Lord said, what have you done? Listen. Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops from you. You will be restless wanderer on the earth. I want to run you through six things really quick. I want to run you through three things of what the Bible says and three things of what it means to us, and we're going to end on one final point. This is what the, the scripture says. Abel did what was right. Cain did not. And they received different consequences. Cain got angry and God warned him that his anger was misplaced. Cain did not listen to God's warning. He killed Abel and he could not hide from it. That's what it says. So here's what that means for us. We can spare ourselves a lot of trouble by doing what we know is right. We can spare ourselves a lot of trouble by doing what we know is right. Cain knew that he needed to give God the best part of the fruit, not some. But he chose to give some, not the best. We can spare ourselves a lot of trouble by doing what we know is right. Number two, God warns us when God warns us, we should listen and act accordingly. 
How do we know how God's warning us? How do we know what God wants to say to us? It's right here in Scripture. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. So you're like, I don't have time to read the Bible. Come talk to me after. Let's look at your weekly schedule. I'm sure I can find something for you. I promise. I, pr- I guarantee it. Just like Charles Barkley says on TNT, I guarantee. Number three, if you watch TNT, it's great. Number three, we cannot keep any secrets from God. Do what is right. Listen to God. Because you can't keep any secrets from him. You see, in the end, God cares more about what we have in our heart than what we have to give him. This story isn't isn't about that Cain brought less physical fruit to God. This story is about that there was an issue in Cain's heart. And that issue caused him to not give his whole heart to God. And when he chose to not give his whole heart to God, he started down, down a dark path. He started making small decisions that had big implications. And you and I do the same thing. Oh, one little white lie, that, that'll be okay. Right? You, you start making decisions that you know in the inside are wrong. And then that small decision becomes a little bigger and a little bigger and a little bigger and a little bigger. And then finally you're compromising everything you know to be right, even though the voice in your head is screaming no. And you're living a life in the darkness that is wrong when you know you should be living in the light. And you're sitting, and you're sitting in your seat, maybe you're sitting at home by yourself and you're compromising your purity. Or maybe you're a little older and you've made the decision uh, your parents are, are okay with you dating and going on dates and, and you're not making the decision to compromise your purity alone. You're making the decision to compromise your purity with someone else. Or maybe, maybe you're not old enough to go out yet, but you're making the decision to compromise your mind. Music, movies, language. You see, all those compromises... They're not just bodily and outward and mind compromises. They're heart compromises. They're soul compromises. God does not care what we have to bring if we don't give him our whole heart. If Cain would have had a pure heart when he brought God the fruit, God would have been happy. Let me say it a different way. If Cain would have had a pure heart when he brought that fruit to God, he would have brought the best fruit. And just like God told Cain, there's an enemy crouching at your door that likes to hide himself in the small decisions in your life that you choose to compromise your, your life and your purity with called Satan, called the devil. He likes to hide behind those small decisions. And he likes to creep into your life when you decide to make them. He likes to whisper in your ear and tell you you're not worthy, that you're not good enough, that you'll never make it, that you won't be who your parents believe you can be, or you won't be who your grandparents think you can be. You'll never be who your teachers believe you can be. You'll never be able to recover from this decision. You realize that You've been hiding this for so long that you got to keep it forever. If you ever tell anybody about this, you'll never be the same. And that's not true about God. 
That's not true about God at all. God loves us for who we are. God loves us for who we are right now. God loves you for the sin in your life because he made you and he knows that he's the one who can redeem you, who can bring you out of it, who can help you not choose to make the small compromises, but can help you to make the decisions that are the small advantages. That can help you not make the small decisions that drive you to the light, but can help you make the small decisions that drive you, oh, that not drive you to the darkness, but make the small decisions that drive you to the light. In the end, God cares more about what you have in your heart than what you have in your hands. It's not about how many times you come here. It's about how much time you spend with God. And I hope today, right now, in this moment, all of you have looked in your heart. All of you are thinking about in your head those thoughts and those moments that maybe you have compromised with God or walked away from God from. And you need to know right now that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But God's grace comes freely to anyone who asks for it. That means that we have all made small decisions to walk away from God, to compromise who we are and who God wants us to be. But God, right now in this moment, if you just ask for it, if you just say, God, I'm ready, will wipe your heart clean and give you the, pure, the purity and the grace that you need to survive the world that you're living in today.